In April 1950, President Harry Truman's advisors told him that Americans had arrived at, quote, the ascendancy of their strength, unquote. This memorable phrase, from which this book takes its title, registered long-nurtured national ambitions that had been finally realized and foreshadowed the widening exercise of U.S. power that would outlast the Cold War and carry over into the new century. The fact of ascendancy is today only too obvious. The United States now occupies a position of unusual, arguably unprecedented dominance, which is often fashionably described as hegemony or empire. For many Americans over the last decade or so, this dominance has inspired a sense of triumph and dreams of global influence. It has also given rise to anxiety and soul-searching as the country has spun through a dizzying set of changes since the end of the Cold War, and especially since September 11, 2001. The most recent of developments, the invasion and occupation of Iraq and the worldwide war on terrorism, have ignited a critical reaction abroad and sharp disagreements at home. What is the surest path to U.S. security? How tightly should Washington bind itself to allies and to international institutions and conventions? Do U.S. actions betray the country's own vaunted standards or strain its international reputation? Is U.S. power on the decline, or can it significantly reshape the world? History has occupied a problematic place in the intense, even feverish discussion of these questions. Popular commentators, policymakers, and the broader informed public have made relatively little use of the past to frame the issues of the day, even though history offers precisely the kind of steadying insights needed at a time of confusion and disorientation. To the extent that commentators do invoke history, it is perfunctory, dated, or tendentious. While historians of foreign relations, culture, and economy have much to say one way or another about aspects of the U.S. rise to ascendancy, they have done little to construct overarching narratives that trace the steps carrying the United States to its current dominance, while also taking into account the dramatic developments over the last decade and a half in the U.S. relationship to the broader world. The sad truth is that their work is largely irrelevant to the debates playing out within the think tanks, among the pundits, and in the press. Indeed, except for Cold War studies, which command some interest as an immediate and usable past, that work is hardly even known outside the narrow confines of the academy. How did a weak and insignificant country rise to the first place among nations and manage to remain there, a sense of pride to her people, a marvel to some abroad, and a menace to others? Here is the historical puzzle at the heart of the American ascendancy, and the question that this book seeks to answer. A good starting point is to stand back from the details of the U.S. case and consider in the abstract the qualities that can make a country preeminent. Wealth belongs at the head of the list. Only a dynamic and growing economy can create the material resources essential to realizing great international ambitions. Generation of wealth, in turn, depends on science and technology driving productivity, and on a society attuned to innovation. Next in sequence and importance would be the promotion of national confidence, a faith or sense of mission. Ideas give purpose to people. Without a widely shared vision, no country can mobilize resources, no matter how ample, to a single end and ask citizens to endure sacrifices and potential setbacks to realize those ambitions. No less critical than wealth and purpose would be a strong modern state. 
Even under the most favorable conditions, a country without a well-developed institutional apparatus to direct national affairs will go nowhere.